never say die! Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 153 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and I think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anybody around. That's true. Just just us and our listeners. And Thanks. sexy Michael Caine. Oh. <laughs> He's applauding. Okay, yes. Yes, that's that's applause. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> yes. Okay, if you haven't figured it out from that, um, <laughs> how possibly could they? Yeah. Yes. We're doing uh, pop princesses this week. Oh. Yeah, we do a bunch of um, music shows, but uh, we realize we've done uh, boy bands, so we've got the the male group ensemble, but we haven't done the opposite, which would be female solo artists in the pop music spectrum. So. Wow, you said that so confidently. Yeah. So He did, didn't he? This guy knows what he's doing. If you're feeling confident, you can hear us on uh, Geek Life Radio on Saturdays at noon. Or you could check us out on the Podcast Collective, where you can he- also hear such podcasts as the Bad Parenting Podcast, On the Block, No Hope for Humanity, The Coffin Joe Cast, Joel's Own, The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, Dating Baggage, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, I Am Salt Lake, Minton Boxcast, Tales from the Hard Side, The Dog and Deuce Show, and the Rad Dad Radio Hour. Rad Dad Radio Hour just sounds fun to say. I am so glad that's the last one I get to say every week. <clears throat> dog and Deuce counts, right? Yeah. Did you just okay, say, I'm done. <laughs> did you just say wow. Dog and Deuce? No, I, I don't know what I said, so we're done. <laughs> Moving on. Apparently, whatever superpowers this beer is giving me, it's taking them from <laughs> I don't know what came out of my mouth there. I tried to say something, and it was all muddled, so forget right. it. Well, if you'd like to hear more of Pat's muddling, you can find all <laughs> their shows on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. Uh, and you can also give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. It's uh, 708-669-9727. Do we have any calls? Uh, I was just checking that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I was pretty sure we didn't have any voicemails, but uh, I, I wanted to double check since it has been a couple weeks since we recorded, even though we've come to you guys with updates uh, regularly. Yeah. As uh, three of the four of us were in uh, Indianapolis for Gen Con. Yeah. yeah running Instant Game Show, which was a lot of fun. And I'll, we're so tired when Con is <sighs> over. It was uh, a lot of work, too. But. I was going to say, I, I'm pretty sure I went to bed by like 10 o'clock every night. Yeah, it was a good time. So hello to all of our fans that uh, met us out there and uh, started listening to us by hearing about us out there. We're welcome to have you on board and looking to meeting you guys again next year. So hooray. And they better be looking forward to meeting me. Oh, yeah, yeah. buddy. That's- yeah, if you're a new listener, uh, feel free. If you don't feel confident to call our voicemail line, you can always reach out to us on Twitter at 40go14 or shoot us an email, uh, 40go14 at gmail.com, or even just leave a message on our Facebook page, as people have been known to do. Yep. And I also wanted to call out and say I'm uh, my plan for releasing the shows that are older, that are still coming, this is like 30 and before, I'm going to do the new show on Sunday night, Monday morning. And the older show is going to come out on Wednesday, so that way we're not overlapping anything. I'm not releasing two shows at once, and then you guys get overwhelmed with 40 going on 14. <laughs> it's like, wow, their sound quality used to suck. 
I posted 31, and I made a mistake of listening to it before I uh, before I posted it, and I got really upset with myself. <laughs> didn't didn't want to go back and uh, post the first 30. No, it well, I mean, it, it was like right around that time when we all started getting um, we all started getting new mics, and at the sound quality, I could never get better. a new mic. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, we'd replace him with a mat or a... Right, yeah, it would be right to have somebody named Mike again. Come on. Yeah. You can get Matt, but he's just going to be afraid of uh, Robocop. (laughs) (laughs) Please, this is a bust. (laughs) All right, so is it about that time? Oh, it's about that time. This week in... Music. Movies. And TV. All right, so this weekend, we are going uh, to 1987, December 16th, the release of Debbie Gibson's Out of the Blue, which we will talk about later. But music, we're getting right into the BS with the acronym of the week, (laughs) which is I-G-M-M-S-O-Y. Of course, that must be Indian grandmother's musty mammary shoot old yogurt. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my God, that's a terrible thought. Oh. That would how would you even sing that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little disgusted with myself for having come up with it. <laughs> I just threw up in Pat's mouth a little. <laughs> just just like college, <laughs> <laughs> like be, be the baby bird. It's not like you can dust or vomit. (laughs) Thank God. All right. (laughs) No, that is uh, obviously I got my mind set on you. All right. That is George Harrison, and he has the number one song in the land with that. You guys know the the Weird Al parody of that song? This song is just six words long. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? You got to give him credit for trying to stay relevant. I like that song. It's, I mean, it's a good song. The video is yeah. ridiculous, especially when they expect us to believe him that he's doing all the cartwheels and tumbling and all that. <laughs> there are two different versions of it. Wait, that wasn't Two him? different videos. For that, it's two that different. Song. Yep. Really? What's, yep. a, what's on the one? Uh, the other one is it's like uh, follows two kids like on a date as they're you know running around like in the 1950s. Oh. Doing cartwheels. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Just try, trying to find some old Indian grandmother milk. Stop saying that. (laughs) Just get one. Tastes like peyote. (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, there are three and a half pop princesses in the top ten. Whitney, Belinda, and Debbie with uh, Jody Watley. Waitley? Watley. Watley. Coming in at the bottom at number ten. What did Jody Watley sing? Uh, Uh, Don't you want me? Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. Well, so um. Oh, and looking for a new love—that's probably her big hit. Oh yeah, yeah, it would definitely be her biggest hit. But the one that was in the top ten was "Don't You Want Me." Okay. So John Spence, founding member member of No Doubt, along with Eric and Gwen Stefani, left No Doubt that he shot himself in his truck when he committed suicide on December twenty first. Yikes! Now here's the thing, Pat. You write these, <laughs> and I say them. And I'm getting to the point where people are like, this Mike guy is a real dick when it comes to death. <laughs> That's kind of but sad. it's like having a little puppet. <laughs> I get to hear my words come out of it. <laughs> I'm your little puppet. 
think of it as a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. All right. We'll run with that then. All right. Wait, how is that a good thing? (laughs) Shut up, Joel. (laughs) Stop making me think about it. (laughs) Shut up, Meg. (laughs) So movies, Three Men and a Baby is the top movie in the land with more death or rumors of death. The... Completely false. Yeah. It was a cutout of Ted da- Ted Ted Danda. Ted, Ted Panda. <laughs> Ted Danda. <laughs> he was the grip on the shoot. <laughs> Why do right. they have a cardboard cutout of him? It was his thing. All right. So yeah. movies released this week include Wall Street, Broadcast News, Throw Mama from the Train, Overboard, and Moonstruck. Owen, oh, you clumsy pip. What? You don't have any friends. Why is she Scottish? <laughs> Sounded like you sounded like a groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> well, that's how the, you know when, when it was shown in Scotland. Oh. They dubbed, dubbed her voice over. They dubbed her voice in. Yeah. My favorite. I I like the the end of the movie. Whenever people whenever people ask me if they like they're getting up to get something, you want anything? A chunky. And I've got like a one in ten chance that someone's actually going to get the <laughs> reference, and it's always Pat. Thinking back, I, I, I've never mentioned this, but when we're doing the tweet, sometimes I think about the movie I was most excited about when it first came out, and the movie I like most off the list now, and how they're never the same thing. Let me guess this week. It's Overboard. <laughs> back then, it was Throw Mama from the Train, and I think now it's probably Wall Street. I like when she goes, buh, 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 buh. <laughs> I love Overboard. That is a good movie, but it I, is kind of, uh, nowadays, kind of politically incorrect. He basically kidnaps her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wouldn't fly. I like broadcast news. That was also very good. That's another one that at the time, in 87, I wouldn't have been excited about, but like as an adult – much better than I gave it credit for. Yeah, I've whole- still never seen broadcast news or Moonstruck. Oh, I've seen all these. You should see those. Yeah, you should see broadcast news. The scene where they're trying to get the um, exclusive tape into the machine before they, while the show is going, and the it's like I forget who the character is, but she's running, sprinting across the office with a cassette, and she like slides under someone's leg to try and get there and get get it into the uh, player so they don't wind up with dead air. Yeah, I think I've actually seen that. I've seen like scenes here and there. Yeah, it's good so movie. it's an action movie. Yeah, it's an action movie. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's all about parkour. Yes. <laughs> uh, so TV, The Cosby Show, Roseanne, A Different World, and Cheers are all the top shows in the land. No surprise there. Nope. No. Uh, Holly, H A L L E E. Haley, I would say Haley. Haley. Haley Lee Hirsch was born December sixteenth. She's an actress known for her roles as Maddie on Jag, daily in the children's series Flight Twenty Nine Down. That doesn't sound like what? kids. That doesn't sound like a kids show. Something I know. Good feel I good know, kids Saturday weird, morning cartoon. What a weird title. Let's eat Timmy this week. I'm not gonna <laughs> be rescued. <laughs> yeah, it's the new version of Lord of the Flies. <laughs> it, it's alive. The cartoon. Oh my god! It is. <laughs> Is American te- about a group of teenagers who are stranded on an island. Oh my gosh! What? That's exactly what the show is about. Is it Canadian? So no. I think by children's series, they don't mean like little kids; they just mean like teens. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So that's like lo- a happy Lord of the Flies sitcom. Maybe. <laughs> Still don't want to be piggy like, in that. Like Lord of Lord of the Butterflies. Ah. Oh. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So. 
uh, and as a second and final actress to portray Rachel Green on ER. Starring alongside Kristen Stewart, Hirsch portrayed the role of Rachel Brune in Speak. Hmm. Roof. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, the Wilton North Report debuts on December 11th. What is that? No idea. <laughs> but somehow it's newsworthy. How did you? Yep. Wilton North Report. Now let me just do your job for you there. It's a late night <laughs> combined news hey. magazine talk show and variety show that aired. Sometimes, sometimes I'm just regurgitating facts. I don't necessarily look up all this. Into stuff. my mouth, Pat. Into my mouth. <laughs> it was like a pre daily show, daily show. Hmm. It was a comedy news show? Yeah, kind of. We delayed talking about dinosaurs for that. <laughs> Shows that ended their runs this week include dinosaurs, <laughs> Popeye Finally. and Son, The PTL Club, Beverly Hills Teens, and My Pet Monster. That's a lot of trash. Yep. Well, considering does anyone, the year. Does anyone know what dinosaurs is? Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, well, they had like 65 episodes. I'm pretty sure it was just a one-season uh, cartoon. I mean, it's like <clears throat> dinosaur guys in space shooting lasers. Oh, I thought it was nice. about European dinosaurs that ate and drank tea. Get the dinosaurs. Jesus okay. Christ. <laughs> Never mind. Into my mouth, Pat. <laughs> Somehow Joel ruined dinosaurs. <laughs> I need a nun. So... <laughs> The younger brother of Lindsay Lohan, Michael Lohan Jr., is born on December 16th. He goes on to get roles in The Parent Trap and Living Lohan all on his own, completely based on merit. (laughs) (laughs) Has he done anything since? Nope. (laughs) I think after Lindsay Lohan was born, she gave birth to her son. Or her brother. (laughs) Never mind. I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) We can only... Like like sister mom. (laughs) (laughs) So Sports. I'll finish up this shit show with something good. <laughs> Twice this week, Darren Mookie Blaylock, while playing for Oklahoma, breaks and then ties the NCAA record for steals in a game with 13. This leads a team into one of those games to set a single game record for the NCAA with 33 steals as a team. Little known fact, Pearl Jam was originally called Mookie Blaylock. True story. Joel will now tell you another Mookie Blaylock Pearl Jam fact. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. You don't know this? I, no, I it's, figured it's a true story. I knew no, that. I, there's another Mookie Blaylock fact about them. No, the reason that the album was called Ten was because that was Mookie Blaylock's number when he played in the NBA. True story. I thought you knew that. We moved on from. Oh, we moved on from dinosaurs for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you own the full DVD set of dinosaurs, Josh? No, I'm just fascinated by uh, dinosaurs wearing spacesuits who shoot lasers. <laughs> You're going to own the full DVD box set, aren't you? It's created if by there's you. any justice in this world. <laughs> I just ordered it on Prime. <laughs> created by Dick Entertainment. There's a drone Dick. on its way right now. I'm going to watch it by the end of this episode. Dick. So uh, Alan Border scores 205 versus New Zealand to become Australia's top rung getter on December 14th. Everybody drink. That's the new cricket word of the week. <laughs> Way ahead of you. <clears throat> no, not run. Pat, you merged the words. <laughs> what? 
run getter. Run getter. Someone who gets runs. Yes, I understand that. Yeah, but you didn't put a space between run and getter. I copied and pasted it. They had it put it in that way. I thought maybe it was an official term. All right, everybody rescind their drink. <laughs> oh, give it back. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a new term for cricket. So I thought maybe mouth. it would be a drink. Every time there's a new cricket term, you yes. have to drink. So on December 20th at the 76 Davis Cup, Sweden beat India in Gothenburg 5 to 0. That so happened. go Sweden. <laughs> and this I, I included this because I didn't know where to put it, but I thought it was worth mentioning. I just so it's kind of like miscellaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Mega Man known as Rokuman in Japan, is a video game franchise created by Capcom, starring the robot character Mega Man. Released for the NES on December 20th, 1987, it became a series of over 50 games on multiple systems. By March 2015, the series had sold approximately 30 million copies worldwide, and is often cited as one of the most renowned video game franchises of all time, and is hard as fuck. I love <laughs> Mega Man. Mega Man is the first... No, the second game... To make me rage throw my controller. I was going to say, <laughs> did you throw your controller? Yeah. The one that first made me do it was Section Z. Because there's no... It doesn't tell you anything of what to do in that game. But Mega Man is a very tough game. Oh, yeah. And his dog was named Dash. Dash. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice Dash. reference to uh, Instant Dash Game Show. Piano. <laughs> no, Dash did not play the piano. Oh, sorry. Dash Somebody turned did. into a trampoline. <laughs> Oh, you got around. All right. So, pop princesses. What did we, what's our definition of a pop princess? I mean, at least in one, it's going to be kind of subjective because it's not just based on sales, though a lot of the artists on our list got here based on sales, but they also kind of like commanded pop culture in their time. So there are, especially in the now, there's going to be some debatable omissions, which we might even talk about if we've got time at the very end as honorable mentions. Hmm. But uh, uh, for our official list where we've got clips and everything, these are going to be female artists who topped the charts and who everyone was talking about. They were in on magazine covers. They had posters, etc. Mm-hmm. in their time. For a consistent amount of time, on in most cases, in intended most cases. to affect the style trends as well. Yeah, sure. Which is why you know some people you know are going to be upset about some of the people we leave off, and like it's just going to be they didn't meet one of those certain categories. You so usually, or and since we already did a Prince show, we're not including him. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start this off with Cindy Lauper. With who? <laughs> I see what you did there. Captain That's Lou Captain Albano. Lou Albano's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that out of her song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun is her first hit. But, and the other thing I remember from is exactly what you just said is her being on the wrestling circuit, hanging out with Lou Albano. Yep. And, and him and, being in the video. Yeah. Played, played her dad. Yeah. She, she was the, one of the pioneers of rock and wrestling, which was huge in the 80s. Yeah. Okay. So let's. He let's, was Mario. <laughs> Let's get this out, too. Where'd it go? There it is.
So this is still popular now. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny how – well, not really funny. That's not the right word. But it's interesting, <laughs> at least, <laughs> how um, she was viewed as such a uh, – almost – Almost like a like like a joke, like a one hit wonder kind of thing. Like everybody was was like, "Oh, this is a wild, wacky girl who represents the '80s," and you know, everybody's like, "Is she just a flash in the pan or whatever?" And you know, flash forward, you know, twenty, thirty years later, now you know she's actually got a lot of respect in the industry, and she's been involved in so many different things, and she's you know a big producer and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, she she's did the still um, tours. Yeah, she still tours. She does um a lot of like swingish type <laughs> stuff now too. And, and I, act, I I have a very strong – well, I don't say very strong, but I have a, an opinion on someone in the now that we're going to talk about who I think is this generation, Cindy Lauper. Huh. Who I think – who is treated like a joke now, but I think is probably going to be in 20 years treated with respect. Right like in, Kesha? We didn't include her. Right in the, right in the lyrics to mu- uh, music for uh, Sexy Boots? <laughs> oh, wait. We're not, we're not, not talking about Kesha? Well, then that's who I'm talking about. Yeah. No. I think Kesha from now is, is the Cindy Lauper who – in 20 years, she's going to be actually seen very seriously. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you look at like True Colors has been covered multiple times. Mm-hmm. So has Time After Time. Time After Time, in some ways, is as big now as it was in 80. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't 83. When was uh, Time After Time? I thought it was like more like 86. 86, I think. 86. 86, 87. yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's it has stood the, the test of time, not to put a pun in there, but. Right. We got gotcha. you. Oh, it was 83. It was also off of She's So, was so Unusual. Oh, wow. yeah. oh, nice. I thought it was, it was later. Holy cow. I'm looking what? at, there is actually a site called Who Sampled and co- how many who many people have covered time after time, including Paul Anka. Anka, sorry, Boys to Men. Really? Hmm. Mm. Uncle Cracker. <laughs> That's Ew. weird. Yeah. There's, I mean, hey, I, Sugar Ray. Can't go wrong with that. And, of course, <laughs> Fleming Bamsey Jorgensen. Oh, dude, yeah. that version was yeah. awesome. That's my favorite cover yeah. of yep. that song, bar none. I love, the way, they, I love the way they play the glockenspiel on it. <laughs> All right. So, moving but, on. Well, no, go ahead. Did you want to talk more about Cindy Lauper, Joel? Oh, and I was just going to say, I remember when this came out and was a big thing because my next-door neighbor had the album. And just looking at that album cover was just, it was just crazy. And the, I remember the first time I learned about the true meaning of the song, She Bop. <laughs> yeah, it's I think about honestly. Masturbation. <laughs> she and, and Boy George, I, I would say, are probably the two that kind of define the style of the crazy style of the mid 80s the most. Yeah, I could see and that. She, she was oddly attractive in some way, and I don't know why, but. Conf- confidence. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Confident and just, yeah. Well, she was spunk. Yeah. She was full of spunk. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Speaking of which, who can ever forget that classic Vibes where she played opposite Jeff Goldblum? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. I blocked out that memory. I did forget that. Who could forget that? We can, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) No, she she was Jeff Goldblum and, um, oh, what's, what's his name? Patricia Arquette. No. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going uh, out with random 80 stars. Ah, Jennifer shut, Connelly? No, it's a guy. Um, uh, uh, who's. What's his face? That guy. Harvey yeah. Feierstein. No. <laughs> Robbie Benson. God damn it. Um, it's uh, Woody Allen. <laughs> Peter, 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 Peter Falk. 
James Peter. Spader. No, it's not James. I just told you who it was. It's Peter Falk. Oh. Fred Savage. Yes, but it's, it's Fred speaking Savage. Of, uh, got it. It's Fred full Savage. of spunk. That leads us to our next artist. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, are we to Samantha Fox already? Oh, <laughs> you don't talk bad about her. Sorry. Dude, the poster I had of her on my wall. Didn't uh, need poster putty for that one, did you? But we're not talking about her. We're talking about Madonna and her song, Holiday. Such a pop song. It's very bongo-y. <laughs> a lot more bongo than I remember. So, Joel, you were saying that was your favorite Madonna song? Yeah, I th- that first album I just played over and over and over on cassette. Um, and then when Like a Virgin came out, I liked it, but it, not quite as much. And I stuck with Madonna through Shut Up and Dance, and that's about when I finally phased out. But I was a huge Madonna fan as a kid. That's a Kind of close to about the same timeline. I tapped out on her too because I I liked her. I wasn't like a I would not would not say I was a huge fan, but I bought all her CDs. I'd say I went all the way up to Ray of Light. Wow! I wouldn't say yeah. I'm a huge fan, but I bought all her CDs. You're you're true blue, Josh. I have a lot of music. <laughs> yeah, but you were buying CDs in '84. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> How'd you do that? No, he was talking about like stocks and bonds. <laughs> I bought all her CDs. No, I bought all her crossdressers. <laughs> Who knew she was really into like she, finance? She had a whole bunch of crossdressers. I bought them off of her. So ah, they were used in the Vogue video, I believe. Yeah, they. Right. And once she was done with that phase, she didn't know what to do with them. She said, "There." I thought they were in the Like a Prayer video, like in her bedroom. She had a lot of crossdressers. So they were on fire. Uh, Those were actual crosses. I kind of like Madonna songs too. Thought she was cute. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about now. You're going down a road I'm not going down with. Well, you know, she's one of those people though that that segued her popularity into films and into a career that is theoretically still going on. And there's really no way to overestimate or to overstate how big she was in the eighties. Yeah. Right. She was fucking everywhere. Because who can forget that classic Shanghai surprise. <laughs> I saw it. Dick Tracy. I saw it. I saw Dick Tracy. I did not see her Guy Ritchie film though. Oh, the one uh, hundred, swept uh, away. Yeah, yeah. We all we I all went to go see, see Four Rooms together. Yep, I think we did, didn't we? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think the one the one of, out of her movies, the one that represents like Madonna the way I remember her from the eighties is probably that Who's That Girl? Desperately seeking Susan. Not truth or dare. Not truth or dare. That represented how Pat and I saw her. Um, yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what is the deal with her arms and the giant veins, though? She is she is like preserving herself like beef jerky. It's creepy. She's, she's getting rid of all the fat in her body so that she cannot die. <laughs> she's <laughs> saving it to build another Madonna. <laughs> oh shit! If that's the way it works, I'm about to die. <laughs> That's not why. What about her giant veins? <laughs> Dude, she has gotten so hardcore into Pilates that her arms, I mean, she 
She fucking looks like a like a mummy. Do you not know what we're talking about, Mike? No, I'm looking it up right now. Oh my I mean, her gosh. arms are fucking intense. What Just the type hell? in Google Madonna arms and <laughs> I'm, prepare I, to be grossed out. She, ha- she has no fat in her body right now. She yeah, barely Dennis has skin on those things. What the hell? Who? Do- yeah, it's disgusting. That's pretty nuts. That can't be good. Right? And I, think went, I think she went a little overboard on the on the Pilates and the... Mike went down a rabbit hole. No, yeah. I'm not going down that hole. Madonna's arms are not a hole I want to go down. Yikes. <laughs> there is a sentence I'm never going to say again in my life. So, no, I mean, Madonna was freaking everywhere. And yeah. now she's the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I still do her, though. Yo. Oh, man, can you imagine how... <clears throat> If, 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 like, you had her full attention, just imagine how crazy in bed she is. Just saying. I don't yeah. care. I don't care that she's looks like she's 87 now because her, she looks like fucking Crip <laughs> I just, I don't think I want her full attention now, just in general. Yeah. She's a little frightening. <laughs> there you go. Oh, now, now, now she's just like unhinging her jaw and eating yoga instructors entirely, like all at once. <laughs> Maybe that's how she keeps herself alive. She eats yoga instructors. Speaking of keeping themselves alive. Oh, dude. Someone who did not do a good job at that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby Brown. is now celebrating what three years sober <laughs> jesus christ you're a dude that of, first album you though, guys are a bag of dicks today what the <laughs> hell what the hell did i do i'm just sitting here drinking that you album know what though, you did was huge okay. and I, I love that album too that was another good record yeah th- i mean that, that was one of those that you could just leave on and just let it keep playing and playing and it just every song was good and i, I legitimately still think that she was one of the the Maybe not the greatest female pop vocalist ever, but she's up there in the top five. She does have wow. an amazing voice. Or did. She's I, on the Mount Rushmore, I think. Well, I mean, for technical skill, I can't disagree with you. But in terms of like the best ever, I have a hard time saying I disagree with you more because I liked her early stuff. But around the time of like she shot the bodyguard. A lot of her stuff seemed technically impressive and completely soulless. Oh, I don't disagree. She she had a, a downfall, but that's the way when she first like came out. Soulless. Well, there, was, yeah, wow. there's a, a a recording of her singing the national anthem, and it's like she's hitting all the notes, a uh, note perfect, and he, she, neither she nor anyone hearing it feels anything. You're, you're not talking about the one that actually hit the top ten in sales, are you? The, her version may, of the national anthem? I may be. Because I was going to say, I think people were pretty stirred by that. It's still widely considered one of the best versions of the song. Maybe I'm the outlier on this. There's yeah. Outlander. I mean, I know that they actually pressed 
you know, 45s <laughs> and, and casingles of her singing that song. <laughs> casingles. Yep. I love that word. Right? <laughs> I, I don't. Casingles. Casingles. Casingles got me through all my DJing careers in, in the 80s. Ricky, Ricky. Anyway, back to Whitney Houston. To Whitney Houston. I don't know. You brought her up. Go ahead, talk. She would. She was a great thing until Bobby got a hold of her. Yeah, and then she got into the drugs and the abusiveness that she endured. And you got to wonder, like, did he bring it out in her or did she bring it out in him? Because they both amped it up together. Yeah, they rode that train to rehab. I think it's two two of the same personality just enforcing each other. Like a codependency. And and I guarantee you there's not a person in the world when they first started – hooking up and then got married and everything that thought that she was going to die before Bobby Brown. Right. And then he's still alive. Yeah. I mean, God, what what is going on? (laughs) I don't know. Crack is whack. (laughs) Way to bring it back, man. Way to bring it back. (laughs) All right. So, uh, some of the other, this is, I think maybe the first one who doesn't have a movie. Does she have a movie? Who? Whitney Houston? No. Oh, the next next person. No, but she had a Playboy spread. Ah, not now though. Not in 1986. She definitely did not have that in 1986. Not suggesting no. that either. Uh, it was like 95. It was like 95 or 96, something like that. It was a couple 10, 15 years ago. All right, and that her number one. Wait, what's her number one? Mad about you? Yep. Well, well first, let's just say it's Belinda Carlisle. Oh, yes, Belinda Carlisle of the Go Go's. Yes, and uh, formerly of. Yeah. Everybody had a everybody Carlyle. had a mad crush on the girl next door, Belinda Carlisle, back in the day. Yes, they did. Anyway. I said, like I said, I want to Belinda her Carlisle. <laughs> Don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if I like that song. It's it's not her best, but it's it's fine. It's I, fine. I liked it in the day, and I and I kind of almost like nothing it now. It's just kind of eh. it's an eighties hit, yeah. Right. Yep. I'm still pretty happy when it comes on the eighties station on like Sirius XM. Yeah. Well, it's better than Circles in the Sand. I'll, I'll say that. Hey, which is her, one of her other hits. You watch your mouth. <laughs> oh, sorry. Didn't realize you had such a strong opinion on Circle in the Sand. Take you down, boy. <laughs> Thought I was the only one that had ran- <laughs> strong opinions on really random shit. <laughs> you do? <laughs> no, you know so that. I have an opinion on you not knowing that about me. <laughs> that does not surprise me. <laughs> no, she did not have any movies. But nope. uh, she, I think she did a little bit on TV here and there, but yeah, nothing. Yeah, but she's also known for what's the other one? Heaven is a place on Earth. As previously mentioned, Circle in the Sand. Summer Rain? I don't think I know that one. Summer Rain. Makes me Makes feel me fine. fine. <laughs> we're we're going to get requests from the listeners to not do music shows anymore. That's <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, please don't do this again. Oh, and I Get Weak. That's another one. Oh, yeah. Actually, I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. So, But no, I mean, very popular. I mean, she, But she had like kind of like a springboard from the Go-Go's to come to. Yep. Yeah, the right. Go-Go's were also very huge. Mm-hmm. She she segued that popularity into an easy 
just transition because she had that charisma. She had the look. She had that kind of unique voice. And and it, it almost always happens. Any lead singer in any popular band decides at some point, I can do this without them. Look how popular I am. And it worked for her. Yeah, I mean, it works a lot of the time. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't, <clears throat> David Lee Roth. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with David Lee Roth's solo career? Well, he's back with Van Halen. That's all I got to say. Hey. You don't see Belinda Carlisle back with the Go-Go's. She was briefly. They did yeah, a but, reunion But not permanently. That's what I'm saying. No, but... They didn't put out any albums. They just did a reunion tour. Or did they? They might have put out a... I don't know. All right. I'm talking out of my ass right now at this point, so you yeah. might as well stop me. Okay. So, Samantha Fox. <laughs> I don't think... I looked up Samantha Fox in IMDb to see if she has any movies. And She has uh, some movies. Yeah, buddy. Wait, what? I'm pretty sure she didn't do Dr. Love and His Strange House of Perversion back in 1977. That would have been weird. I think I've got the wrong Samantha Fox. I'm just saying she has some movies. Well, she's such a wild name. It might have been her. But what's in a name? In 1977? I don't know. Time travel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mostly mostly just talking about, like, topless videos. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't she a page three girl? Yep, I think she was. That's how she first got popular. With her big hit, Touch Me. All right, so there's Samantha Fox. Now, at the time, even at, at the age I was when this came out, it seemed like she was a gimmick. Like Because she has no talent. <laughs> I mean, she started off as, a, as one of the page three girls and was just kind of got popular because of her body. And, and then she, so she's like, fuck it, I'm going to release a song that's, that kind of capitalizes on my uh, sensuality and everything and, and her reputation. So she releases Touch Me, and it becomes really popular, and suddenly she becomes an actual little pop star and puts she an album out. Turned it into a career. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, she might be the most controversial choice on our list. 100% she's going to be the one. People are like, I can't believe you talked about her and not blah, blah, blah. But think about it. I mean, as Pat and I were talking about in the pre-show, both he and I had giant posters of her on our wall, and I bet we both had copies of the album Yep. and actually listened to it. Yep. I actually... Liked her, mm-hmm. yeah. Not in a kid, not in a kitschy way. I really actually did like her. I I always thought I I was kind of being naughty listening to it. Like it was like hee hee hee. She oh yeah, it's <laughs> naughty. I I definitely felt a tingling in the nether regions. With yeah, the fox. I'm not I'm not claiming it was all like you know purely musical. <laughs> and it was in a different way than like Madonna, who kind of sung about some of the similar topics. Same thing with Cindy right. Lauper, I guess technically. But she was just so overtly sexual. It was nice. <laughs> Mike, I mean, she Josh. was the only person, you know, she was the only woman that was in, you know, in the top 40 in music. You could also like get magazines and see her topless. That was something to a, you know, 14 year old kid. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I remember being somewhat obsessed with her and, uh, yeah, I 
have to say it was just the combination of the fact that she was in pop culture and she was completely sexual at a time where that was probably something that was pretty new to me considering I'm a couple of years younger than you guys. <laughs> like it wasn't that I didn't notice girls in that way, but like didn't notice it that explicitly in that way until about the time Samantha Fox, she wouldn't have been like the first or the only, but yeah, it would have been about that time. I, I remember when I hung up my first Samantha Fox poster in my room, my, Dad found a lot of reasons to come to my room and talk to me that day. <laughs> Mike, any thoughts? Naughty girls need love, too. <laughs> right, they do. And as I Quality. found out inadvertently when I was talking over the music, um, I didn't realize she was playing for the other team. That really kind of changes the whole illusion that I had as a kid. Yeah, now that we know there was absolutely no chance. Right. <laughs> I want her more. Well, I got That's nothing not- to add to that. <laughs> None of us do, really. <clears throat> right. So let's go on to the next pop princess. Debbie Gibson. And you talk about the perfect girl next door. Oh, oh I wanted to date her so hard. You wanted to date the shit out of her. I did. <laughs> I still do. Now, well, she wasn't the one that did the mall tours, was it? Yeah, she and Tiffany both did. Okay. And they both posed in Playboy. Not one a little more than the other. True. So, what's your take on Debbie Gibson? Like her? Hate her? <laughs> I mean, I just remember this video and just kind of being awestruck. <clears throat> I mean, she really is like, like she's the quintessential girl next door. She looks like, like she's made out of vanilla cake. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what? She just like that, that beautiful, perfect complexion, and you know, just like the the everyday girl. And her music was very empty and vacuous, and just perfect pop music. Wow. And it, 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 it was like, you know, the, these songs of angst from someone who's never really had any real troubles in their life, you know? <laughs> I'm still focused in on vanilla cake. You've gone from <laughs> I'm not going to objectify to I want to eat. <laughs> well, look, at after Samantha Fox, we could only go up at this point. Oh. <laughs> I heard a lot of Debbie Gibson. My sister was a huge fan. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There's a lot of I, that going on. I I had a total thing for her. I love that album, and I used to listen to it a lot, and I still do. I still think she's really, really cute. It, it was just harmless pop, you know? Yeah. Oh. Speaking of harmless pop... Kitchy pop. 
right? A remake of I think this is the only song in our whole uh, then that is a remake of an of a actual more popular song from the day. This Does anybody great. know her last name? Darwish. All right, new Joel wouldn't <laughs> let me down. <laughs> uh. I, I can't say I'm as big a fan as Pat was, but in at that time period, I I mean, yeah, there was a, I, it was a, a double whammy of her and Debbie Gibson. I had a reason to be a fan. I get to tell my story. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so, Mike, what, what what did you think about her? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you you I'm I'm currently researching something, and Joel, I just let him go because I I think we have a, a, a there's another weird story about Tiffany, so. I figured you were researching Tiffany Darwish Playboy. <laughs> I researched that all I researched over. The shit out of that. <laughs> anyway, what's your story, Pat? So, as you guys know, but anybody listening obviously wouldn't know, um, I actually met Tiffany once. I didn't realize who it was when I met her. Um, this is when she was uh, young and hadn't really made it yet, and was on her mall tours. And I was hanging out in a mall food court here in Houston. And this uh, this redhead comes over and sits down next to me, and we talk for a little while. Just you know, innocent little you know, teenagers talking, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, like little flirty whatevers, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think much of it. I you know, I was a young buck back then, and everybody hit on me. Ha <laughs> ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, I'll be right back. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go do something." And the next thing I know, she like walks over to the stage, gets up on the stage, and starts doing you know sound checks and everything. I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I stuck around and you know saw like the first couple songs she did, and then I had to leave. Wow. I could have been I could have been Mister Tiffany if I had played my cards right. Is that a wrestler? <laughs> Mister Tiffany coming on stage. That's that's the CD from earlier. I know when we did like the swimsuit illustrated issue. I've talked about my like lifelong obsession with redheads, and I think along with Angie Everhart and Tawny Katayan, Tiffany was like the genesis of that. Yep. All right, I'm looking up because I remember a few years back we just missed Tiffany playing in Indianapolis right before Gen Con hit. What? I, for the life of me, I need to find somebody else to verify this because it's not like I can't find a list of where she has played before. But I swear to God, Tiffany played at the Ugly Monkey. What? I swear. Don't tell Pat this. He's going to regret that year now. He wasn't there. I thought that's what, last that's year. What he was Yeah, I think we had just missed, we had like missed her by like two days. Oh, gotcha. You know, and they still had this stuff up because the place right. is a hole. Or was a hole because I think it's on caught on fire or something. But, <laughs> but Tiffany, if you're listening, I, I I still would date you. Debbie Gibson, if you're listening, <laughs> I would still date date you as well. All right, Madonna, if you're listening, stay the hell away from me. <laughs> and your scary arms, you're freaky. <laughs> Whitney, if you're listening, how the hell are you listening? <laughs> All right, <laughs> this is a picture of me from when I'm older. How'd you pull that off? Let me see that camera. <laughs> and since Joel, you put up as this next one's first hit, Knocked Out. Yeah, I don't even know what song that is. All of us listen to it. None of us can remember it. Oh, okay. So we decided to go with this one.
Abdul still doing stuff. <laughs> she is, and by actually. stuff you mean cocaine, right? And pills, <laughs> and lots of pills. Celebrity TV singing shows. She's on the she's on the Carrie Fisher path. Uh, but back then, man, she was a lot of fun. She was like she was almost, I think, in that same fun vein as um, Cindy Lauper. Her videos was- were were a lot of fun. I mean, her songs I think were better than average. Well, her songs are very well choreographed. I mean, she started off as a choreographer for the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Before she, you know, so she, her, her videos are always awesome. Yeah. Especially Cold Hearted Snake. Uh. <laughs> yeah, she always knew how to move. And I'd say she was even fun for the years she was on American Idol when she was high or drunk or both. Especially, like, you could tell. When she would just start assaulting Simon. <laughs> yeah. She's so short. She's a tiny little munchkin. You know, I she's another one that was really cute. And mm-hmm. uh, after adorable. kind of seeing her personality, I, I don't find her as cute. What? She's, well, <laughs> I, there's something I know. fun about having a tiny little woman all mad at you because she can't hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we said we were going to make an effort to make sure that we didn't just be sexist douches who were objectifying them the whole time. But sexuality and being pretty or being cute was a part of the marketing. And I mean, this is pop music. When were we going to start that? (laughs) Hey, I've been restrained, sir. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're terrible. So Um, so I'm saying it's, it's relevant to occasionally mention their attractiveness because it was part of the marketing of them as characters and as pop entertainers. And, and of course, that's part of the reason why they rose to the top is because they're all very attractive women. Right. And she was, a, she was, like I said, she was part of the, the cheerleaders, the Dallas Cowboys, was it? You know, you just said a minute ago. Well, she was oh, a Lakers, Lakers girl. Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. That's right. You know, it, it's, uh, there's a different, I mean, like in most parts of life, there's a different standard for guys and girls in the music industry. I mean, guys don't necessarily have to be as attractive, but the exception to that is in the pop world because even the guys have to be attractive in the pop world. So I don't necessarily think it's objectifying them to talk about their sexuality and their and their attractiveness because that like a, like you know pop that's kind of very important, but as long as we're not identifying that as like the only thing that we liked about them, which I think we're I think we're towing that line. Well, sure, and it's even more difficult when talking about someone like Samantha Fox because so much of her career was tied up in her sexuality. Right. And I mean, she almost demanded that you talk about her sexually. Yeah. Well, and and you look at Paula Abdul though; she really didn't have that great of a voice. Even I remember seeing her on uh, one of those. I don't know if it was American Idol or not, but had Simon said he would have never voted her on if if she had been a contestant. Um, and I agree. I mean, her voice. Wasn't that great, but she has a lot of personality. Yeah, she makes she's, up for it with charisma. Yeah, right. She's a she's a solid dancer, and she had good producers behind her. So I mean, she segued that into a, what's turned into a pretty healthy career. I mean, even today, I mean, she's not making music anymore. I don't think, but well, no, and I think that part of it. You talk about the rise of the music video. She knew how to move, and she didn't sound bad. But I think that her dancing and I wonder how important her career would have been if we hadn't had the music videos. Well, as long as we could see her dance with that crazy, crazy cat. <laughs> That's DJ's yeah. cat. Where is he now? 
We need a where is he now on DJ Scatcat. I'm on it. Where is DJ <laughs> Scatcat now? Ooh, there's some unfortunate uh, words in that search string right there, including scat <laughs> and cat. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> What's this German page? <laughs> hmm. All right. So after this, we've got uh, Mariah Carey. Oh boy. So, what do you mean, oh boy? The vision of love here, man. Somehow the one that I needed would find me eventually. I had a vision of love, and it was all that you've given to me. I think uh, Mariah Carey, in a lot of ways, was primarily known for her range. Yeah, and and that was the first thing that ever got her attention was how she could sing, what, is it five octaves, six octaves? I I thought it was six or seven octaves. Yeah. Like some some insane number. And I know I've poked fun at Mariah Carey when she comes up in the twee over the years. But, I mean, Vision of Love – that's a song that for years I, I listened to, and I, I know it was in at least one video game soundtrack, so that didn't hurt. And it's it's a it's a great song to sing when you're by yourself, <laughs> <laughs> because I, you know, I'm not going to sing in front of other people, but I jam it when I'm by myself. I, I, sure, I I will fully admit that I I really like Mariah Carey, despite all the crazy she brings. That was the thing is she's got another path similar to like Paula Abdul where like she was totally with it and commanded everybody when she was young, but she went kind of insane. Yeah. Like one of the writers in her contract is that she has to have rose petals in her toilets. Really? Well, and then there was the birthday party where everyone had to show up in a Mariah Carey themed costume. <laughs> I'm a pair this, of boobs. I forgot about that. This was just a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I, re- I read that and pretty much immediately dismissed it as, that's got to be a lie. <laughs> Wait, Snopes. no, jump back here. What What are you talking about? She- the theme was to dress up as a Mariah Carey song. Yep. For, for her birthday, that was She sent out a birthday invitation. Yeah, you got to dress up as one of my songs if you want to come. <laughs> That's so yeah, this was this year. Uh, Mariah Carey told her friends to come to her birthday party dressed as Mariah Carey. No, seriously. This is an article from Vogue, uh, April of this year. I would go as <laughs> Touch My Body. No, no it's got to be one of Mariah's songs. No, that was, oh. Isn't it one of her songs? Oh, no. no. I'm looking. Now, why did that come up? I, dang it. Google, you're messing with me. What? I'd come dressed up as the Ace of Spades. <laughs> what? She's like, what? I said, oh, Motorhead. Sorry. I don't know what that means. I love Mariah Carey. I love her music, at least. I'll say that. I never got the appeal. I, I've never understood it. As long as she's been making music, I I didn't get it. I never got it. I think she's I just, got a great voice. I, I just found her to be kind of soulless. Now, I'm looking up. Apparently, the proper term for it is being uh, how high can Mariah Carey belt? Because that's, mm-hmm. that's what 
Google filled in. And her range apparently is EB2. What, are the, what does that mean? That's at that, uh, gaming convention. <laughs> Extra bitter? E flat second? I don't know. I don't know what any of this means. Why can't they just give me notes and shit? But her longest held note has been 20 seconds. 20 seconds? Yeah. That's a long time. Octave range from Mariah Carey. Let's okay, see. So. Uh, she had a five octave vocal range. Damn. Which is impressive. That is pretty yeah. crazy. So, I miss And she out. sounds like a balloon. Huh. What are you talking about? And she hits the high notes and she's like, <laughs> you she sound sounds like, like a balloon, balloon after you've had too much dairy. So there. <laughs> that's Josh. Um, she actually has the second most impressive vocal range of all time. Who's the first? Axel Rose. What? I thought wow. you were going to say Jim Gillette. Damn it. <laughs> I yeah. Say, I thought you were going to say Jim J. Bullock. Yeah. No, Prince? Jim Gillette is an actual singer who's got a crazy ass range. I, Prince comes in third, and Steven Tyler comes in fourth. Wow, that's I'm gonna strange. Is that just limited to rock music only? Uh, that's, uh, not even see. rock. That's pop. I'm trying to see who is the most out there. No, I mean Eminem and Lou Reed are on this list. I'm, yeah, I'm wondering if like they include like opera singers and and no, like I mean it's all popular, and she has the highest end of the vocal range. Well, that's, but, uh, yeah, see here, I, uh, here, this article I think is a bit more uh, talking about, uh, that says Axel Rose does not have the widest vocal range. I think they're going with just popular, but Mike Patton has a six octave range. Who? Um, Mike Patton, Faith No More. Oh, okay. David Lee Roth, five octaves. Axel Rose has five octaves. Uh, hmm. uh, Mariah Carey has four. David Lee Roth oh. can sing in five octaves, all of them awfully. Here we go. Uh, Jim Gillette has four octaves. See, there he is. Well, uh, this is uh, highest note in a recorded song to lowest note in a recorded song. So they may be able to sing a higher or lower, but uh, in terms of at least the recordings they were looking at, they didn't while they were being recorded. Okay. So moving on to probably the most popular one of this time. Uh, Second to Madonna. Yeah, second to Madonna, but. Um, I, I unabashedly love Janet Jackson. Yes, very much. Oh yeah. I am. I'm a part of the rhythm nation. <laughs> that album was amazing. Yes. But there's, and you know what the, the, one of the most difficult thing was we're going back on the attractiveness of the pop princesses is she kind of looks like her brother. Not like Latoya does. No. But, yeah. I was going to say she's a very attractive version of her brother. Yeah. But no, I mean, she, I'll, he, I'll, Janet Jackson, I could listen to, put a bunch of her albums and just listen to it all day. And yep. she's remained to be attractive to this day, but she is hella talented. Yep. Good um, voice. Great dancer. Just a perfect prop, pop princess, really. And she made a great penny on Good Times. <laughs> oh, and, God, that's uh, right. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the duet with her and Michael, Scream. 
Yep. Yes. Yeah, that's a great song. And a great and, video. Yeah, the video where they're showing up as anime characters in space, I wanted to watch that fucking show. Yep. That was, that was a pretty cool video. Let's see. She had Black Cat, Escapade, Miss You Much, When I Think of You, uh, What Have You Done For Me Lately. I mean, and that's just some of them. I mean, she just... Let's Wait a While. Uh, just so many good songs. Rhythm Nation. That's another that was The whole album, yeah. Yeah, that's... Escapade's a fun song, too. Yep. I mean, there's. I mean, she. Uh, out of all these, I have to say, <laughs> out of all these, I think that we need. I. She's the one that you is probably got the best playlist. Oh, that's a good. That's a really interesting thing to mention. I mean, just looking at the list of people, we'll, we'll have to do that at the end. Who Who's your favorite from then and now? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, list. Madonna's had some real bombs. I don't think there's. I can't think of a Janet Jackson song where I'd be like, Ugh, no. All of them are kind of like, oh, cool. I mean, it's not as good as this one, but it's still fun to listen to. She's more consistent than Madonna. Madonna oh. has more peaks and valleys. Uh, they both have some pretty impressive peaks and valleys. Oh, jeez. I don't think if anything calls for a break, that does. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we should mention our then uh, honorable mention. We wanted to talk about the, the Canadian uh, Debbie Gibson, uh, Alanis Morissette. But, I mean, she almost crossed away from pop into uh, alternative. So uh, I think we're going to go to the break without doing a complete like profile on her. Yeah, that's fair. Skip to the break. We'll be back in a little bit. Talks about some Aguileras and some Swifts and some Cyruses. We'll save Alanis for the all Alanis Morissette show. <gasps> no. Are we doing that? That's not no. happening. No, no, Damn that's it. not happening. <laughs> God, I love Alanis Morissette. I just wanted to get Joel excited. Oh, we'll be back in a bit. Okay. All right, we are back. Talking mm-hmm. about pop princesses now, but we had to push. Mm-hmm. We push the. Why are you making that noise? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you sound like the chancellor from uh, uh, Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. 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 So we we pushed the the. Start turning into Yoda there. To <laughs> David, you are going. <laughs> we pushed the year back, back or forward. Either way, we're starting at 1999 because a lot of the. Uh, the pop princesses for the now got their start at the end of the last century, which sounds weird when you say it out loud, uh, including a one Britney Spears, whose career has been a roller coaster. Yeah, Leave yeah, Britney yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I didn't say. <laughs> he was waiting for that. I know. So Yeah, and you had to yeah, yeah, yeah over it. Here we go. <laughs> That's a Chris Crockett shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and her first hit. Baby, one more time. All right. Baby, one more time. That is actually a great song to karaoke, even if you're a dude. It's perfectly in a lot of people's range. Everybody knows it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's more to it than that. Well, yeah, I, well. I've I've heard that song done karaoke by guys more often than by women. 
Well, even at Gen Con, we got someone did Britney Spears for the lip sync battle. That's true. Yeah. So with everybody, Britney wins. <laughs> she's had good times, bad times. I know she's had her share. Shaved her head times. <laughs> when her woman left home with a one-armed man. I, yeah, you're dumb. <laughs> oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> Pat, what, what do you think? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Get the angry old man in first. No, actually, I, I like Britney Spears. Um, more than just, you know, as a sex symbol, which she, you know, obviously became pretty quickly and actually kind of uncomfortably quickly for a lot of people. Um, but I, I mean, her, her music is very, very poppy. I mean, there's, there's no denying that. And her voice really isn't that great, but just, you know, her whole package and, you know, I mean, her dance moves really aren't even that amazing. I mean, they're just highly choreographed. That's all, you know, so she's really greater than the sum of her parts. Hmm. She's got great marketing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think a lot of it had to do with good marketing and being right place, right time and having that Disney connection. Well, that's right. She was one of the Mouseketeers, wasn't she? Yep. That's how she met Justin. That's all kind of weird right there. See, this is, this is that line. And this time where it's crossing over to, we have like the Janet Jacksons listening to them, listen to pop princesses back then going, wow, she's really cute to crossing over. And now it's like, I'm a dirty old man. I don't know. 1999. I remember watching these videos and being like, whoa. And I kind of think that after she and Justin split, that was the beginning of her crazy times that ended with her shaving her head and the whole K-Fed thing. What, and what? that's where Justin Timberlake stopped wearing ramen on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Justin. Call me. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so... I don't I know. think we could move on after yeah, that. Let's move on after the ramen noodle. Next up, someone who reinvents herself quite often, Christina Aguilera. Who is uh, Britney Spears' nemesis. In a fight. In my mind. In a fight between Christine, Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears, who wins? <laughs> Christina would take her in a heartbeat. Absolutely. <laughs> Not even Sorry. close. Nope. I could totally see, see yeah, that. Christina, Christina would be more like a spider monkey. <laughs> Aguilera <laughs> will cut a bitch. Like if, if if she doesn't take her down right away, though, my money's on Brittany. Yeah, I mean, Brittany. Brittany will outlast Christina. See, that's okay. That's the thing. It's like Aguilera would have to go in hard and fast and take her down right off the bat. Right. Let's let, let's see if we can arrange this some an MMA fight between Brittany and Christina. Yeah, let's get let's get here. Let's. Uh, t- I reiterate what Joss said. Leave Brittany alone. <laughs> Joss. Apparently, Joss, Joss Whedon's on the show. Joss Whedon. <laughs> Her first uh, big hit was Genie in the Bottle. Okay, and my mm-hmm. guilty confession here is that then, when these songs were out, I didn't know that there was two people singing them. What do you mean? 
I couldn't tell the difference between Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears if I heard them on the radio. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Really? Really. Huh. And then I remember... Did, go ahead. Did you just recently acquire ears? In <laughs> <laughs> <And> a jar. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, is Christina, in a lot of ways, just vocally, is so much better than Britney Spears. Like, she's legitimately talented as a mezzo-soprano. Uh, especially if, like, you listen to her closing credits for Mulan, if you've ever seen the movie. Like, she is an incredible vocalist, but because she was second on the scene, she kept having to go more and more extreme just to be noticed. She did invent a whole new personality of X-Tina. Yep. Yeah, there was a really, really interesting documentary uh, about, like, her career from Mickey Mouse Club to Lady Marmalade and, like, everything she had to go through just to, like, get on the scene since Britney basically fired first. And she, I mean, she really does have the superior voice, but she abuses it a little too much with her whole vibrato thing, you know, glottal crap, you know, just a little too much. I mean, she shows off way too much. Did you say glottal? Yes. Okay. Just checking. Is that that Italian dessert? <clears throat> yeah. That's what mm. I had for dinner tonight. I had some vanilla glottal. <laughs> so I, I was never a fan. I, Josh knows what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. I, I could. I, I know some Britney songs, but Christina, I never really got into. I don't know. Some about her personality bothered me. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself a fan of hers or anything, but I do definitely respect her singing ability. And, and you know. I, I honestly think that if I hadn't caught that documentary just randomly flipping around on cable, I probably wouldn't be as big a fan as I am. But uh, like pointing out the fact that so much of her career was in Spanish language and that uh, when you look at the uh, Mulan song, I think it's called Reflection, Mm -hmm. uh, you really see that – had she not gone the pop artist route, wanted to be another Britney or bigger than Britney, uh, she could have gone in a different direction, just been respected on sheer vocal talent. Nice. Or she could be dead like Selena. Dark. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and here we are again. Pat made a hard left turn. So just say it. I mean, they, they that's how they like their Mexican superstars. All right, I got Speaking nowhere to of. go with that. <laughs> Hey, let's listen to just some uh, Jennifer Lopez. I don't know that song. Yeah, I don't either. It's not. That's on my Really? Own. It's I on my iPod. I like that song. Everything yeah. is on your iPod. That's true. You got that damn uh, We Love You Robin song on your I iPod. I think every song we've gone over is in my iPod. So Yes. I Jennifer Lopez music is actually a little guilty pleasure of mine. Really? I like Jennifer Lopez, yeah. What's your favorite huh. J-Lo song? It might actually be if you had my love, honestly. Really? Yeah. Huh. Huh. I think mine's uh, "Love Don't Cost a Thing." Ooh, you know what? Yeah, uh, it's a it, that's that's a close second. 
I mean, thinking about it, when she first started recording albums, it was like Jennifer Lopez. You mean the actress? Right. <laughs> right. She's, she's that's a, a, go ahead. I was just going to say, people now, this side of her musical career, think of her as J-Lo. But, I mean, it's easy to discount how awesome she was in, like, Out of Sight. Um, the Cell wasn't that awesome, but she was fine in it. Yeah, I mean, she was definitely a, an actual movie star before she released an album. Yeah, yep. very much so. And yeah, Out of Sight would be my favorite role for her, for sure. I didn't even know if she could actually sing um, when, I, when I heard she was making albums. But You she, obviously haven't seen enough. I did. She's got legitimate <laughs> talent in more than one capacity, unlike Britney Spears, who's Crossroads. Yeah. Crossroads, I didn't see it, but I imagine it was don't, probably Don't judge it, Ghostbusters. What? Damn it. <laughs> Shut up. Oh. Nice. Oh, I see what nice. you did there. <laughs> Throw it right Bank back. Pose. I'm going to hop on the money train and kick your ass. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, it wasn't very hard. <laughs> yeah, money train was not very good. No, that was not good. So many of them make Either that step. Either was Jeez. So many of them make that step from like music to movies. Yeah. I'm just waiting for, you know, what do you think the theme of the first Katy Perry movie is going to be? <laughs> Look at my tits. <laughs> <laughs> you just made somebody do a spit take. That must have been Mike. Oh, you shithead. <laughs> if she uh, makes a movie, it'll be a comedy, though. Yeah, definitely. She's yeah. got such a great sense of humor. Yeah. Unfortunately, she's not the next on the list. The next on the list. Hobo likes her. Is hmm? Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> Boy, that girl can shake that ass. For whenever, wherever. That's not bad. It's better than the other stuff we listen to. She's I another one that's that really part. tiny. Yeah. She's very small. She, I think she doesn't even crack five foot. Really? Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. How tall is Shakira? She is answering, five foot two. Answering the oh, tough wow. questions. Whereas Jennifer Lopez is five five. You know, up to this point, I'm actually pretty impressed with the way we're handling this just because this particular type of bubblegum pop is not and really never has been targeted at our demographic. I mean, yeah, guys get into some of the stuff because of the videos, because the girls are attractive, but most of this music is actually specifically targeted at teenage girls. So, I mean, a lot of guys our age, especially the guys that pretend they stopped making music after 1999, mm. uh, get really, really pissy about some of these artists. It's like, oh, you didn't like the thing that wasn't sp specifically marketed to you? Big fucking surprise. <laughs> I was going to say, though, that according to my ex-girlfriend, I kind of am a teenage girl. So <laughs> We knew that. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to agree with that. Yes. <laughs> Well, we've discussed, uh, because of this show, because of looking at all the pop music for various music episodes and the, like, 
unusual cooking stuff since I typically cook Mexican food. YouTube thinks that I am a 14-year-old Latina <laughs> and is constantly serving me various targeted advertising. Neat. Because it's like, oh, you're interested in like Shakira and Pozole. <laughs> no, I like I like Shakira stuff. I mean, it's you it, I personally think from the previous stuff that we've listened to already, I like it. I think it's better. I like I like it's got a better beat to it. More it's fun. definitely got a very danceable music. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like especially like hips don't lie. Sounds like, like just something, something about that song. I got to Google that right now. Yeah, you'll you'll like that video. Save that it for is later. One of the best-selling songs of the 21st century. All yeah. Right. So, after her, we've got Rihanna. Rihanna. We're just, just going to let that one fly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ponder Play. Alright, we were talking before the show when we were putting together the playlist. I have heard that song so many times because of Dance Central. <laughs> but, Play a lot of Dance Central? Uh, the girls do. <laughs> yep. I was hoping it was yours. Yeah. No, it's me. I'm trying to get my moves in, you know? You're talking about your sister and Suzanne? They play it? The game? No. No. Never mind. Never mind. No, not at all. I, I can legitimately say I don't know a single Rihanna song. At least You don't can... even know Umbrella? Yeah. You know Umbrella, I'm sure. I've heard of it, but I don't know that I know any words Wait, to it. Let's 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 see. Does he know the song? Okay. You don't know that one? Eh, eh, eh. I've heard people make fun of it. But I was yes. going to okay. say, did you not walk past a radio? <laughs> like in the last ten years, I don't. Okay, I, are you the one that gave your ears to Mike? No, no, no. Okay, I think I think he gets more shit for this because he has claimed to not know songs that were in movies that he literally just watched. Don't you remember? I, I, I have heard that did uh, happen. Yeah, I've I've heard that. I I don't know. I didn't. Uh, anyway, yes. Okay, so I know Avriana song. It's really, really easy to go for the cheap shot about like her and Chris Brown, but because of that scandal, it's easy to forget like just how incredibly huge Rihanna is in terms of how much she sold. Like Good Girl Gone Bad was just a huge fucking album. Yeah, she is a juggernaut in the music industry, but I personally do not care for her. A juggernaut, I say. Yes. Oh yeah, she I really, just she really is. Disturbia is a legitimately great song. Uh I also like a lot of her uh collaborations. Hell, even Umbrella is a collaboration with Jay-Z. Really? Huh. Yep. Wasn't Disturbia a movie? It was, but I uh, had no relationship to her song. Oh, okay. In fact, I think there were two movies named Disturbia. Huh. All right, so uh after that we have <gasps> T-Swift, Taylor Swift. Swifty. Her first hit Swifty. I love Swifty. 
Her first hit. Take it in the wind. <laughs> Tim McGraw, which was when she was still doing country. But not Tim McGraw. No. That was Faith Hill's job. So we're also just going to put in one of her more current songs right here. All right. That was awesome. Great song. Yay, great song. Mainly because we don't want to get a uh, C&D letter from Taylor Swift because we hear it before. <laughs> yeah, and there will probably be a couple of seconds there. <laughs> she is – I really, really like Taylor Swift. I Not not just musically. She seems like a legitimately nice person. She's outside don't of – Don't date her. Carrie per- Katy Perry on this list, she's she's equally as attractive. Yeah, see, I'm going to have to disagree with you there because ah. having two – one preteen <laughs> and one teenage girl, I've heard a lot of Taylor Swift. Probably more than I should have. I'm probably increased the you know the minimum dosage for a middle aged man to be listening to this. <laughs> and See, I, I I don't know. I excitedly listen to Taylor Swift. She's in such heavy rotation. I probably hear her. F- Four to six times a but day see, when driving. When you're driving, you just have Taylor Swift singing, right? Oh, well, that's true. You don't, you don't have the chorus <laughs> in the back Katie seat. You don't have Katie and Sophie singing along. <laughs> yeah, you don't have the the chorus. That's that's part of it, which you know is great and terrible at the same time. But that's you, what you should do: is you should have them sing the the five second snippet of the Taylor Swift song and oh. just record that and put it in there. Yeah, I'll have them put it in. Yeah. Um, but I have brought this up with the girls in listening to a couple of these songs or. Or all of them, and be like, "What? What is the 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 similarity in all these terrible relationships that she's had? It's her, Tay Tay. <laughs> she may be nuts. <laughs> I'm just Aww. like a, a lot of the songs on 1989 address that perception of her. That uh, like uh, media wants to take a slice out of her life without really." Considering the fact that she is, and I know this is going to sound crazy to a bunch of middle-aged dudes, but she is an artist whose exposure is unprecedented since Michael Jackson. No, I'm not saying – no, I, I totally agree with you on that. I completely agree with you on that. Every move she makes is scrutinized, yes. Yeah, and that's the thing is I didn't want to get into it on the Facebook page when people are like poo-pooing Taylor Swift. It's like, oh, well, she's no Madonna or she's no Cindy Lauper. It's like, fuck you, do math. Okay. Because you're looking at 30 years of Madonna selling uh, 300 million albums versus two years of Taylor Swift selling 170 million. Can you do math? Math is hard. You're getting real enthusiastic about this. I with Josh on this though. I I am in the Swifty camp. Now my my thing is is she had that cojones to take take on Apple. That's my thing about her is that oh yeah when you know when she pointed out when came to Apple and said hey you don't pull my stuff off of there you know I'm not going to let you you know pay us what we're we should be paid on this otherwise I'm pulling my songs from iTunes. I don't think there's another you know uh, star out there that could have done that. She does not shy away from being, uh, from getting into it with someone who's doing something wrong. And if she fucks up publicly, she doesn't just like ride her celebrity past it. She'll own up and say, you know what? I was off base on this. Uh, she, uh, got into it un- inadvertently with someone who comes later in our, uh, artists in this show. And basically made the situation all about her without considering. It's like, oh, I, I'm making this about me, this whole like white girl problems thing. And I was out of line. 
And, I, you know, I got to respect that. I mean, she does seem the most real out of all the all of these pop princesses. Yeah, and uh, apparently, even just like this last week, like if there's a celebrity, she'll just like show up at their birthday and it's no problem. Like every single uh, one of her big concerts, uh, she's just got these celebrities who just want to be on stage with her. She's got the, the Jimmy Fallon syndrome where like she almost seems so happy and surprised to have the life she has that she's just going to enjoy every minute of it. And I don't hear negative things about her. And I love some of the stories where she'll like, uh, there was one I think where she was jogging in the park in New York or something. And there was a girl who was doing her like senior photos and she like photobombed him and ended up taking a bunch of pictures with her for her senior photos or whatever. Just because she happened to be there and was being Swifty. So, yeah, I've heard a lot of negative stuff about her, but it usually comes from one of three camps. Okay. Middle-aged dudes that don't know anything about her just know that, oh, it's something that's not marketed to me, so I, I got to hate it. Then you've got like the Katy Perry fans because she uh, beefed with Katy Perry when uh, Katy was dating this douchebag DJ, DJ Diplo, who uh, like got into a big Twitter fight with her. Or, of course, the Kanye and Kim Kardashian, which ever since Kanye interrupted her on stage that first time, that whole feud has been going off and on. Yeah, and, and her fans are never going to let that go. No, that's the thing is, yeah, Taylor Swift's fans are fucking rabid online. Yep. We love her. Just don't kill us. Seriously. <laughs> There's someone monitoring all podcasts to murder. <laughs> Anyone that talks bad about her, we're fans. Yep. As opposed I'm... to Lady Gaga. Oh. <laughs> With... Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? Maybe. Her, her first her first hit, Just Dance. That's just dance. So over the last three years, you've heard a lot of Pat and I arguing about Lady Gaga. <laughs> so we're not going to subject you to that again. But part of being a pop princess is your impact. And it's interesting right now because I think Lady Gaga is making a transition away from music and her little monsters uh, into acting and it's interesting to see, like, because she's actually, as she's matured and done some more serious music, less of the pop stuff, and gotten into some roles, I honestly think that she could go places once she's breaking out of the manufactured image that is why Pat hates her so much. <laughs> uh, she's following the share playbook, that's for sure. I yeah, was going to say Madonna, but yeah. Yeah, if you, like, look at the stuff she recorded with Tony Bennett, any of the more serious, just pure musical, not uh, weird Lady Gaga pop stuff, and then look at her performances in American Horror Story. See, okay, I, what, what's happening now is the persona of Lady Gaga has given her all the fame to be the person that she actually is and stop being this fake Lady Gaga character because she she tried to be taken seriously as a real mu musician – and never was, and invented this Lady Gaga thing, and that caught on. 
And now that she's popular enough and rich enough and everything, she can shed Lady Gaga and become the person she really is and wanted to be all along anyway. And that's a problem? No, but I'm just saying Lady Gaga is a big fat phony. She's a phony. <laughs> I, if he, Her uh, Julie Andrews tribute was f- incredible. It really was. I mean, I, yeah, that's what I, that's, I think in a way that's kind of one of the things that annoys me about her is that whole character of Lady Gaga. I mean, she actually does have talent. See, and here's one of the things about like her music. I don't, I, I don't really care for the music itself. I like it when other people cover it better. Um, which there's other artists that kind of fall in that same trap. But I, I you should s- hear William Shatner's poker face. <laughs> She's a huge marketing. Is that uh, a thing? No juggernaut, and I don't know if it's. <laughs> it's just twenty minutes of him going ma ma ma. <laughs> Mike was immediately at the keyboard. Oh, not a thing. Damn. See, and I don't – well, I don't know if the marketing is is her own thing or whether it's the people around her. But she's marketed herself so incredibly well that she can write her own ticket now. And you're right. Maybe she's using that to transition into what she's always wanted to do all along. And to for that, to her credit, kudos. Yeah. And I, mean, another, I don't – Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't fault her. I mean, if, if I would sell out in a heartbeat if anybody was buying. But I, I don't – have anything yet that anybody wants to buy i got a buck 50 i think when it comes to her weird and out there character uh at least she has been able to pivot on that even as that character to speak up for people who don't have a voice who have always felt different it's like well if people like this weird out there person that i am uh, I mean, you look at Born This Way, how it's been taken as an anthem for the LGBT community. Um, but I just, I just find something hypocritical about a woman singing a song Born This Way when she wasn't. It's clearly an act. Well, even if it is an act, she got the exposure to give her voice. Even yeah, if it the, was I mean, a- the end doesn't always justify the means. But does it in this case? I mean, sure, you can hate somebody for trying to sell you something but if it's something you want if it's something that does good i mean how much can you bitch about that really yeah i mean i agree with you it's, there's not a whole lot it's not a whole hey, lot joel. on the one side that it, you know she did anything so evil hey joel i mean the, the means wasn't really that evil or anything so hey. the end and the ends is good so it, it's really a, a hey, it's, not a, it's not a huge deal joel I'm, yeah, I'm really glad we're not getting into that Josh versus Pat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're, we're agreeing. We're reaching an accord here. See, but this in and of itself we're, proves we're starting the fact, to find common ground. <laughs> this in and of itself proves the fact that she's done something right because she's creating vehement feelings either way and both ways at the same time. And that set her apart from a lot of the other artists we've talked about. And that's why she's in this list is because the, you can't deny the influence. Yeah. Say what you want. She's no Samantha Fox. <laughs> uh, let's She's... move on to someone who might be Samantha Fox. Yay! No. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have Katy Perry with her I Kissed a Girl. First number one hit. I'm used to just... All right. 
<laughs> Every time I hear that song, I think of my uh, Katy Perry, I Kissed a Girl story. <laughs> I'm sitting at a burger joint, having just come off a shift for work. I've got like my milkshake and my burger, and there's all these high school kids. And this one dude stands up, and he's uh, just randomly singing, I kissed a girl, and I liked her. I look up from my burger and go, no, you didn't. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh We've talked about Katy Perry before, but I'll reiterate, probably the most beautiful woman making music right now and just as talented as any of the other people on the list. Definitely. Maybe more so. Since, we, since we've already talked about her a lot, I have something fresh to add to Ooh. the Katy Perry thing. Ooh. Yeah. After our last show on music that we did, our last top 10 show, there was a Katy Perry song in it. And you guys were so, you know, all of you were like so adamant on how much you actually liked her as an artist and everything. And I've always kind of just known her as like you know a beautiful woman that i like you know lust after to be frankly honest i've never really listened to her music i've never really known much of her music but since that last show you guys talked so much about her i've listened pretty much to her entire catalog now and i fucking love her so there you go see what's funny is like i i had kind of the opposite thing it's not that i don't like her i just don't think i'm as enthusiastic about her as mike and joel are mainly because she's talented no doubt but like i don't know for me she's always gonna like live in the shadow of taylor swift i like her more than taylor swift that's an easy one for me i think you're it's two different genres honestly well i mean i i know i've mentioned this several times before in our podcast but i love people that are self-deprecating and like a lot of the stuff that Katy perry has done you know comedy wise i go to snl and you know different things and her videos and everything yeah, the elbow <laughs> thing. Holy crap! Yeah. yeah, I mean, she. I mean, she. She's got a great sense of humor. I. I. I, I like a, a lot of everything she does. So, call can me get, Katie. Call can me. Can we get Katie and and Swifty to make out? No. Oh. See, here's the thing. See, that, that's the creepy stuff we weren't supposed to say. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Well, that's. I. I don't think that you first should have to get them talking because. Uh, yep. Bad blood from Taylor Swift was pretty much uh, supposedly about Katy Perry. I know that she's gone back and saying it wasn't necessarily about Katy Perry, but uh, if you say, no, it's not about this person, everyone's going to keep like digging to see who it was actually it, about. It wasn't not about her. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I, I, but Joel, I'm pretty sure there's some fanfic out there for you you can find, so just do a search. I'm on it. <laughs> see, here's the thing. I think you go between Taylor Swift and Katy Perry – Taylor Swift is self-depreciating, and she does these little parody and jokes type things on herself, just the way the script says. I don't think Katy Perry is that way. I think she's more right. the more impulsive. I think she's more true to the fact that she can be make fun of herself. I mean, look at well, there, the, there's a there's a video out there I watched of her doing a, a prank show or whatever, and like she just showed her comedic chops because she improvised a lot of stuff. They put her in. They put her in different makeup, and you know she went out and like pretended to be somebody else, and like mm-hmm. she did a lot of improv in it, and it was pretty funny. I think she's got a better personality than Taylor Swift. Huh? A- Russell Brand isn't out there singing all kinds of songs about how bad she was. So. Yeah, but t- take a look at DJ Diplo. The fact that yeah. she dated that absolutely horrid wreck of a waste of a human being, and that's yeah. part of one of the reasons why my opinions on Katy Perry have soured a little bit. Yeah, but Taylor Swift didn't exactly have the best dating history either. But I uh, wonder if that's her own uh, lack of confidence or self-esteem, perhaps. I mean, I don't know how much she thinks of herself. 
So plus she's dating Tom Hiddleston right now. Yeah. Case closed. I mean, they're keeping that low key, but you know, I don't know about that. He's gotten to the point where he refuses to answer questions about her in interviews because it comes up every single time. He's become the point where he's not Tom Hiddleston anymore. He's not Loki or whatever. He's he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Which is that's, crazy. What, that's what happens when you get into the orbit of a bigger star. Yeah. Hmm. That's so, why you know, that's why Russell Brand one of the reasons why Russell Brands uh got divorced from Katy Perry, he couldn't take it. They'd yeah. make pretty babies. See, that's, <laughs> I think I was finally sold on Katy Perry and liking her when I saw the uh, last Friday night video. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is I know I come off as negative, and I'm not at all. I am a fan, but maybe just not as much as the rest of you guys. Yeah. Well, and you're just a bigger fan of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And then we have one who carried along in many, many years, a Miley Cyrus. Now, Joel dug up her first number one hit, which was when she was Hannah. Your, Hannah, Man, Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. <laughs> I've, I've got... Hannah, Hannah the Banana Man. At this point, you should be grateful I'm still speaking English because I had a glass of grapefruit juice and tequila, so... Oh, um, no, no. I was, My throat hurts. I was making that last night, last week at Gen Con. Ugh. My throat hurts. It was good. Um, so we found Party in the USA. What you call that, like a dirty greyhound? No, there's actually like a real name for it. It's like uh, Palermo or something like that. Oof, well, that doesn't communicate the. Old. Well, there's also okay. There's also some sugar, and there's also some uh, lime, lime juice in it. So <laughs> anyway, we have derailed. <clears throat> I'm trying not to talk about this person once again. Okay, so yeah, so the next person that he's afraid to talk about is uh, the daughter of Billy Ray Cyrus, Miley Cyrus, yes. who got her fame as Hannah Montana. <clears throat> And this is her first big hit as Miley outside of Hannah Montana. Yeah, we figured it was Party in the USA. So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I do not care for Miley Cyrus songs. I like Miley Cyrus and what she stands for, but I don't like the way she goes about like trying to draw the attention <sighs> to say the things that she says. Does that make sense? Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have very <laughs> conflicted feelings about Miley Cyrus because I actually kind of like the music and I, I get that – People are saying that this out there image is completely manufactured, but the question that always rings in my mind is if she were a dude, would we be so tough on her or would we be celebrating how extreme and how punk she was? I don't well, I know. I mean, compared to Justin Bieber, people didn't just write him off and give him a pass. People it's, talked about what a douche he was all the time. And that's the thing is I don't know that – Justin Bieber is necessarily the best because I don't want to compare her to Billy Idol because Billy Idol didn't start as like a teen star, all like clean cut and whatnot. But that's right. obviously the image she's going for. Billy Idol it's also like, never swung naked from a 
big wrecking ball. Wrecking ball. I know that for There's, a fact. That's the thing is like, why is the extreme sexual, dirty, blah, blah, blah behavior acceptable for a Sid Vicious or a Billy Idol, but not for Miley Cyrus? Why, why do we automatically question her motives? Her motives may just be marketing, but we just don't bother to ask the questions. Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, that's all Alice Cooper is. He, he was- I mean, if you're going to concede that point, I guess that like at least you and I can agree somewhere in the middle on Miley. I just happen to like the sound of some of her songs, but uh, I, I I respect her more as an artist when she's not doing her Miley freak out. You know, like like the the videos you could find on YouTube of her singing in a backyard. You know, she's got a great voice. We've talked about this before in other podcasts. You know, that's true. And I, I just it's it's kind of almost the same thing with Lady Gaga, where I don't like seeing people. De- I guess. Not really debase themselves, but just like uh, almost taint themselves just against success. But I mean, like I said before, I would sell out if somebody was buying, so I can't necessarily blame them. Yeah, I mean, I legit liked Party in the USA. I liked Wrecking Ball. Really? Yeah. Wrecking Ball was okay, but Party in the USA, man, that song stinks lyrically and just... I mean, it's a pop song. It's it's like something I'm wandering through an arcade or at in a casino in Vegas. It comes on like, oh yeah, it's, it, it's a pop song. I want to have nothing to do with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's just where I'm at. I don't care what her songs say. I don't care anymore. I, don't, I just don't want to see any more Miley or Hannah anymore. <laughs> having to take, take Billy Ray while you're at it. Right. And once again, this falls back on the having two girls that were at the right age for that show <laughs> through the entire uh, run. Yeah. That's, a, that's like how I can't listen to Wilson Phillips anymore because I had three female friends when that album came out and they all thought they were Wilson Phillips. Yeah. Oh, Patrick, hold on for one more day. <laughs> See, I like Wilson Phillips, but Miley Cyrus, <clears throat> I just can't get into. Pat, did they, when, when they made you sing, did they make you sing? You could probably get chair? into it if you tried. Uh, I'd walk out of there with hepatitis A, B, C, and D. I got to catch them all. <clears throat> so, I'm sorry, Mike. Mike, you were going to ask. I forgot what I was going to say. All right, it was just insert something witty there. All right, so another Disney-esque uh, pop star that we toss in here, Selena Gomez, um, started out in Wizards of Waverly Place, and another one of those where I, you know, hear the song playing, turn around, see the video, and go, "I'm a dirty old man." Because, once again, another one of these shows that the girls started watching. Um, Her first hit was, where'd it go? Was with Selena Gomez in the scene, was when she was still with Disney. But recently she's done a song called Come and Get It, which I put this one because this is getting more play. A lot of subtlety in that song there. <laughs> I, I kind of like her uh, new track, Same Old Love, even though the song appears to have about 15 words. Yeah. 
<laughs> we talked about that on the last top ten. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, she was in the last top ten. I like that song too, <clears throat> but not that one. <laughs> A lot of bongos again. <laughs> we need I, more cowbell. Yeah, she's no. fine. Like uh, I, I think she's just at that point where she is trying to transition her fame. From Wizards of Waverly Place, and before that, she was one of the kids on Barney and Friends. <laughs> and uh, she wants to do what Kimberly and Christina did. They've got this child star history and wants to propel it into a music career. And so far, she's been moderately successful. Mm-hmm. She's been doing all right. I mean, the songs, there's, I mean, the ones that I've heard haven't been incredibly bad. But, uh, no, I think she's going to be another one of those that we're going to see in, like, another four to five years. She'll be actually producing, making some really good music. I just think she needs, just like with the other ones, we need to get past that, like, break through that wall of the, you know, oh, this is the girl from A Wizards of Waverly Place, or Barney, depending. And now she's actually... Or or Justin Bieber's ex. She was known as that for a long time. She was known as that. And, you know, made comments about his penis on uh, talk shows, (laughs) so... Uh, which you think would just sort of break you free of the Wizards of Waverly Place thing. But um, no, I think she'll have some good stuff later on. Yeah, and I do think she's going to be the controversial choice from uh, this era, considering that uh, both Pink and Kesha were artists that were honorable mention and aren't going to make the cut. My mom likes Pink. I do too, but... Uh, I don't. Anyway. I like Kesha, and I have no feelings on Selena Gomez. I'm kind of the same. Yeah. All right. And nothing her. So after her, <laughs> we've got a Nicki Minaj with Your Love. Here we go. You got, you, you got something all the girls want. You're like a candy store and I'm a toddler. You got me wanting more and more, more, more. That well, sucks. at least at least she got the title correct. <laughs> the thing How long about, did it take her to write that? I, I'm not a huge fan of Nicki Minaj, but you got to understand where she came from—kind of the young money with Lil Wayne, Drake, all those guys. That their stuff isn't necessarily all of that like well written. Uh, their stuff tries to appeal on a more emotional, visceral level. And she, I think she's trying to break further away from that, trying to grow up away from that. My impressions of a lot of Nicki Minaj's stuff was entirely negative. And then I saw her on the Lonely Island video for Creep. I was like, if we're going to respect uh, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift for being self-deprecating, you guys really need to check that video because well, uh, yeah. it, it definitely proves that she's capable of that kind, same kind of self-awareness and poking fun at herself. And while I personally don't like a lot of the stuff she's made up to this point, I kind of hope that she gets away from – the sort of rut that she found herself in from where her career started and grows into something even greater. I mean, she's obviously very successful. Otherwise we wouldn't be talking about her. And uh, she, I mean, from what I've read about her in interviews and this and that, you know, she seems to be pretty smart, but I just don't care for her music. Yeah. I mean, she's going to be one of those people where I could kind of like her as a person, but don't really care for her music. 
your I'm trying love, to think of, of an example love, of that. Your love. I like it. You can sing it. The lyrics are easy to remember. <laughs> you can remember them even when you're drunk. Oh, yeah. I'm not... Uh, I, I'm saying I'm not a fan because I hardly ever listen to her. Not Doesn't cross my radar. And it's another one of those things where we talked about <laughs> how... What most pop stars have is, you know, a, a certain attractiveness level, and she just doesn't fit the bill for me. I don't find her attractive. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I do get a little annoyed, even though I don't care for her music. When people want to take her lyrics out of context as some sort of indication that modern music sucks because it's repetitive. I mean, let's go back to uh, the Police, Roxanne. How right. many fucking words are in that song? Or hey, I love it. Yeah, but let's not compare like the brilliance of a Beatles song or a Jimi Hendrix song to an out of context repetitive clip from Nicki Minaj and say this is representative of this generation's music. That's all. It's, I'm- a, it's, a, it's an easy, cheap joke. Yeah. yeah. I don't know enough of her stuff to have an opinion, but yeah. I'll agree with both of you. I'm just looking for the cheap jokes at this point, yes. <laughs> So after Nicki Minaj, we finish it out with a Megan Trainer. My little six-year-old niece uh, has two big loves in pop star life: one being Taylor Swift, and the other one being Megan Trainer. Yep, and here she is with her first big hit. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two, but I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. Cause I got that boom, boom that all the boys chase. All the right junk in all the right places. All right. And I told my little niece, I will buy you tickets to the Megan Trainer concert when she comes to town as long as I don't have to go. Aww. <laughs> Maybe she wants to go with you, though. I do not want to go see Megan Trainer. <laughs> because? I do not like her music. He's not all about that bass. I am not all about that bass. I either. have to say I'm all about that bass because I think she's got a lot of potential. And- I, you know what? I, I didn't like that first cut, but when I heard her current radio track, the song No, and didn't know it was Megan Trainer, I was like, this song's pretty cool. It was the same kind of moment I had when we were talking in the last music show about Justin Bieber. It was like, okay, I'm not going to be a huge fucking hypocrite as soon as I find out who sings it and decide I don't like it anymore. Yep. My... I the, all about that bass and dear future husband and all that. I think she's got an almost kind of fifties type soulful song voice at this point. And I really began to like her when she did. I think it was with John Legend. Oh, yeah, that I, sounds I, very good. That, I do like that song. That it, that's the only. Megan but the thing song is, I when I heard that the two of them were going to duet in a song, I was like, "What? <laughs> Come on now!" And then they when they did it. I mean, you can see that she really does have the chops to fit to. It's like Marilyn Manson and Pavarotti doing it. She's <laughs> doing something different, and that's, I think, why I like what I've heard so far. Yeah. Have you guys heard No? Probably. No. It, it just it starts out with this like <sighs> very musical thing, uh, and then just breaks into this like uh, I, I don't want you to talk to me. It's like, my name is no, my number is no, uh, I'm not looking for a boyfriend, get away from me kind of song. And it just like, it's got this attitude and this edge that I, I just can't help but smile every time it comes on. 
Nice. Well, I know, again, with the two girls, this is another one where they're they're singing harmonies now. <laughs> they're busting out harmonies on these on these songs, which you know, it's, and then it's a little bit better that way. You know, I I enjoy it a little bit more. But no, I just I like she she's not taking the standard route. You know, it, it's not like a Christina Aguilera, you know, type of uh, pop song. I mean, she's she's changing up the way it, it's like. Have you heard Dear Future Husband before? That one at all? I'm not familiar. No. Yeah, I, I've heard it. I, I don't particularly like the song, but I don't mind what she's saying in it because we talked about how Christina found herself like s- almost selling herself to catch up with Britney, mm-hmm. where I, I think Megan Trainer has taken the opposite take. It's the you have to earn my respect. Yes, yeah, so you're digging a lot deeper than I was gonna. I was going on that one. <laughs> I was just gonna say it sounds like an old fifties doo wop type song. Oh, sure. That's all I was saying. Go ahead. No, that that was that was that about was it? the only point I wanted to make was oh, okay, that cool. uh, she's taking even though I don't necessarily like the song sound of her first couple of hits, I, I kind of appreciate what she's trying to do. She's got this uh, her all about that bass really is about like a body image thing. Like she's a heavier girl and she's just like you know this this is me. Yeah. You, uh, I'm not going to be a Barbie doll. There, there's a little bit of a problematic, like, shaming girls who happen to be skinny, but whatever. I mean, I, there aren't a whole lot of songs that are celebrating the bigger girls. So at least having an anthem for them is definitely taking the opposite track towards stardom as a, so many of the pop princesses we've talked about before had to do. Queen wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? Here we go. Fat bottom girls, you make the rocking world go round. Uh, you know, I, I would oh. say that Freddie Mercury may be an honorary pop princess, but. <laughs> All right. I think we've reached the end of our list. <laughs> yeah. And as we said, we, we didn't make it to a whole bunch of artists. We talked about maybe adding uh, Alanis Morissette, about maybe adding Kesha, about maybe adding Pink, but just gets to the point where this is a long show already, and where do we draw the line? More specifically, now, Mike doesn't want to spend the entire weekend editing this show. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if there's someone you think that there was a genuine omission, I mean, we had to midstream make sure that we didn't forget Janet Jackson. Was there another... Uh, omission that we made tell us about it give us a call the number again is 708 now wrap that's 708 uh how Six. did i forget the number Six six nine nine seven two seven. <laughs> yeah and then and then cram it down your cram hole because we don't want to hear any complaining <laughs> and then uh if you want to email us it's uh 40 go 14 at gmail.com uh if you would rather, if you don't want to speak, you can write, write. Writing is good, too. Uh, find us on our home on the web at 40go14.com and uh, Twitter. Twitter at 40go14. Yeah. So yes, n- the, the only thing we don't want to hear about is how much you don't care about uh, pop princesses. It's like we get it. Okay, you're like us. You're, you're a middle-aged dude. Not your music. We get it. <laughs> no. <clears throat> but maybe next week will be more to your interest. What do we have on tap? E.T. and Stranger Things. 
Oh my God. People have been clamoring for us to talk about Stranger Things since it is then and now all in one package. And probably the clearest influence on Stranger Things is E.T., the extraterrestrial. And we're going to talk about both of them. Yep. One show. I haven't seen E.T. in years. Phone home. Your mother misses your phone home. (laughs) It was nothing like that penis breath. (laughs) Oh, man. That's we got to bring that phrase back, man. He just did penis breath. That, you know they put that in there just so it wouldn't get a G rating. Really? Yep. True story. Oh, neat. Spielberg uh, at that point, you know, G rating movies didn't make any money. He wanted to get a PG thirteen rating, so they put that line in. Just you for mean that. PG? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of how I drop a couple of f bombs just to make sure we earn that parental advisory on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> Fucking a right. I think I get us through that. Yeah, <laughs> on my own. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know that automatically happens whenever I post. I'm just <laughs> all right. Yeah, if we we gotta live with it, let's earn it. Heck yeah! <laughs> all right, we all will right. talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Good night, everyone. Bye. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>